But really, with me, it's like though, like I kind of have those moments, and it's going to be, of course, nerdy. But yeah. like that kind of shit has happened to me at the Star Wars convention. Sure. Like I, th- like the the funny one with me was. Um, even you might know the character Darth Maul. He's the red and black yeah, face yeah, yeah. paint he guy. Cut, he cut. He got cut in half. Yeah. And yeah. well, the the actor that plays him, his name is Ray Park, and he's in a couple other major movies. Like he was in X Men and stuff like that. And he's like a martial arts expert, basically. Right. And so we were we whenever AJ and I go, we always stay at the hotels that are like attached sure. to the convention center. I mean, they're hard to get. But it's so much easier, tr- right. like getting back and forth to the convention, yeah. and you don't have to move your car and all this other yeah. bullshit. And especially the way you guys drink. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> Jesus. I mean, and and I mean this this was in Anaheim in 2015, and I think I called you all like panicked because oh, I was so. Is that, is that her now? Holy no, smokes. no, that's not her now, because they were way bigger than that. Now this picture just came in here. Uh, yes, uh, yes. They're bigger goes, than that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that her though? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But so, um. So we were going down to the hotel bar, and the actors always stay at those held at those hotels too. Right. So I go, we go down to the bar to start drinking, and we see Ray Park down there, and he's you know he's he's hanging out with people and everything, and he's he's pretty. And he's Darth Maul. He, yeah, he's Darth Maul. All right. And so of course people are like you know surrounding him and stuff like that. So I walked up to him and I was like, "Hey man, nice to meet you." He's like, "What's up?" And I was like, "Can I buy you a shot?" And he goes, "Fuck you!" And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> he goes. He goes. Fuck you! I'm buying you a shot. I was like, all right, all right. So I sat there and I started doing shots of Jameson with Ray Park for like a good hour and a half. He got, <laughs> he got, he got absolutely plowed. Nice. So the next day I went to see his, uh, I went to see his panel because he right. does, he does like some, you know, he'll get kids up on stage and do lightsaber battles and he'll show all this martial, these cool martial arts moves and shit. And I'm sitting there. He's in front of like eight thousand people. Right. And he he's doing these flips. And right on the mic, he goes, he goes, damn, these moves are a lot easier when you're not like ridiculously hungover. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it might be my fault. Ray Park's hungover and not put on a good show. <laughs> so, nice. But yeah, I mean, like I've, I've like I've, I've run into a whole bunch of actors there. Sure. So that kind of shit happens, but never like music, like cool stuff like yeah. you, you know. Well, we run into music people pretty much whenever we go to yeah to shows. We definitely run into. And it's funny because I never want to. Yeah, you don't. I, I never want to. I always say to you guys, you know, anytime we get passes, what do I do? I hand them out. Yeah. I'm like, here, you, you want to meet Tom Kiefer? Here, you go, you go. you. And I'm always like, I'll meet you at the car. Yeah. I'll, I'll go listen to tunes in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't enjoy. You know what it is? And there was a time that I did. There definitely was a time. There was a time as yeah. it is. The twat song says, but um, no, I've met everybody that I really in my life would have wanted to meet. I, I've pretty much met, you know, the only ones that I have, you know, I always say that I haven't interviewed or met is is um, Neil Diamond and uh, Elton John. Everybody else, you know, I've met everybody in the metal world. I've met, yeah. you know, I've met everybody metal wise and I don't have. If I have a choice of meeting a band, just, hey, how you doing? Handshake, picture, and out. Or talking to them on the phone, I'll talk to them on the phone. Yeah. Because then I can actually ask the questions that I actually have. I mean, you know, you've done a million meet and greets. You go to the meet and greet, and it's like, okay, shake your hand, give them your one item to sign, take your picture. Yeah. Move the fuck on. Yep. You know, 
and and I I don't I personally don't care. You know, I you know, before I take more pictures now than I ever used to, but before before really before the divorce, I had six total autographs. Six. Yeah. I had the Pantera guys. I have the um Far Beyond Driven signed by all four guys. I have a Dio autograph and I have a Jimmy Page autograph. That's it. <laughs> wow. Out of all the people that I've met, that's the autographs that I have. You know, now I go and take pictures and stuff, but but even now I don't care. You know, I mean it's like when I know it can make, and, and this is going to sound faggy, but whatever. <laughs> when I know it can make somebody else happy, I, I'll go for that moment rather than going for, like, getting Steph the Miles Kennedy yeah. proposal thing. Sure. I was like, that's such a cool move. Not for me, but just kind of a, that's so out of left field for her favorite singer in the world to actually tell her that she's being proposed to. That was yeah. so different you know and that was like a cool move getting stephanie's son that message from phil anselmo (laughs) dominic rigdon i know who you are but that was such a different (laughs) cool thing you know it it was so unique and it was something that nobody else will ever there's a million people out there with philip anselmo pictures or dime bag pictures or yeah you know there, there's a million people that have pictures of of them in Dimebag. But I have a story of Dimebag kicking me in the chest off the top of a fucking Marshall yeah. stack. <laughs> right. You know, and and you can't take that. That is a cool story. Yeah. That is a cool memory. You know, me sitting in front of those guys and Vinnie Paul looking at me like he wanted to kill me because I, because I read Bill said that their music was too shallow for him. That is like the ultimate, and you know, I know you've heard that interview. Everybody's heard oh, yeah. that interview. Hearing it is one thing. Sitting in the room was a. I mean, I was from me to you from them, and I'm sitting on a big amp, and they're sitting on stools, and Vinny stood up off the stool, and I really thought he was going to come at me because he was mad. Thankfully, you know, we knew each other, and and we were good. Yeah, but but he came up off the fucking stool. And I, I kind of caught out the corner of my eye because over, like, they were right, right in front of me. Over here, off to the side a little bit, was management. Yeah. And um, Wardlaw was there. Billy was there. And um, Angry Pat was there. You know, because, and Angry Pat just wanted to meet Dimebag, of yeah, course, because guitar player. Sure. You know, so it was like this whole thing of, you know, people, <laughs> you know, and everybody was horrified that I asked the question. Yeah. Nobody thought that I would get face to face with these guys and really drop the bomb like I did. And I dropped it. And then when they came back and you can hear it on the, the audio of it, they came back at me expecting me to stop. And I kept right on going. I kept going, no, no, that's not it. You know, and yeah. I put it in their I put it in their lap where they had to deal with it, and it was it it was just one of those those are the moments that I I hold yeah where I've been able to do something that is memorable that nobody else has done yeah you know taking a picture with Mike Portnoy big fan of Mike yeah. Portnoy taking a picture I could give a fuck yeah I'm 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 
pretty much in the same in the same boat. Like I I, I did uh, last year. I did the the meet and greet for the Dream Theater show. So I got like a picture with the whole band, which was cool. And, right. But I have, um, you know, not a lot of people are into this record. I mean, you especially. But you know, I love the astonishing, and I got this like deluxe, like double vinyl, like super souped up edition. Okay. And I wanted it autographed, so I got that. Yeah. But a few uh, a few weeks ago, I went to Battle Creek to see Sons of Apollo. Right. And the, something was messed up with the sound, so the doors were supposed to be open at seven. Right. And they didn't open. Until like eight fifteen, eight twenty, something like that. Okay. So we're standing outside, and I'm talking to these people, and they're we're, we start talking about music, right? And I'm telling these stories, and they start asking me questions, and I'm realizing like, well, I guess I kind of do have some cool stories. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, like people I've met. What I mean, again, it's not sure. not nearly anything like you, but no. and I, I started thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's kind of cooler to have the story than the stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I. I I side I side with you. Mm-hmm. I mean I I like to have there. There's very very few. I mean you. I mean you're obviously here. There's very few things that I hold on to as a collectible, and most of them are in this room. Even though this room's a fucking disaster. Yeah. That Led Zeppelin ticket right the there. Ticket, yeah. Is a fucking badass piece of fucking memorabilia, because that is the concert that got canceled because John Bonham died. That was supposed to be the next night? Yeah, it's that night. And that's an untorn ticket from that night. It wasn't refunded. How much is that worth? Damn. You know, that's a cool thing. And then right back there, if you look right behind the TV, you probably can't see it, is my autographed um, damage plan with all four guys of damage plan. And obviously two of them are gone Yeah, and never going to be able to sign it again. Well... There it is right there, just sitting on my wall. I need to move it since it's behind a fucking TV now. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've, I've actually started putting stuff up around the house. Yeah. You know, like little things. Like, I don't know if you saw it when you took a piss. but the if you kiss, go, The Kiss poster? Well, not, not only the Kiss poster, but if you go just past the bathroom door now, there's a brand new um, uh, autographed Sepultura record because I did the interview with, um, with Derek Green couple weeks ago oh yeah okay because i did that interview they were happy about the fact that people were doing i think toomey got one too you know for the people that are still out there supporting that band yeah they're sending us autographed copies of stuff yeah so i put that in a little frame and i put it up on the wall yeah you know i i've got my my steven piercy the view to a thrill in a little thing that i gotta put up because i'm in the credits you know, which to me, I'm in, I'm in the credits of a Stephen Piercy thing. I, yeah. I snuck out to see Rat out of basic or AIT in in the army. I, I wasn't supposed to even be off the base, and I fucking jumped in a cab, went to a such a stupid story. <laughs> I went to a store. I had thirty four dollars. I bought twenty four dollars worth of clothes because all I had was army clothes, and what I ended up wearing was an army. PT t-shirt that said army on it when I'm gray shirts right a pair of fucking awful basketball shorts from the 1970s that I found at a goodwill shop nut huggers nut huggers <laughs> um uh, green socks and fucking um a pair of converse uh, of uh, Chuck Taylor reds that I found at goodwill that were three sizes too big for my foot clown shoes they were clown shoes they were like size 13s 
God damn. <laughs> but they were the only shoes I could afford and still have money to drink. <laughs> so I bought these ridiculous clothes because I'd snuck out. You know, I bought these ridiculous clothes. I took my regular clothes, my army clothes. Yeah. I hid them behind a tree at fucking... <laughs> at, oh, my God. At, Fort jo- oh, at um, the place in South Carolina where I saw it was Rat and Cheap Trick. I hid my clothes behind a tree. And after the show, I went back, found my clothes still behind the tree, grabbed my clothes, got in a taxi, and, and hightailed it back without getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> How did somebody not steal your clothes? Because they were just, it was just army BDUs. Nobody's going to steal that shit. I guess they probably would have now. But People back, steal anything. But that back, they probably just didn't see it. I, I went back behind some trees. Just stuck it back there. Probably Somebody probably just thought I went back there to take a piss. <laughs> if they saw me. Take a piss, leave an army uniform. Yeah, but I did. I left my <laughs> I left my BDUs or, you, you know, in a bag. Yeah. And then I went back and got them. Jeez, but I had to look. I should have just wore the BDUs into the fucking show. Yeah. You know, instead I look like a total ass clown with these fucking <laughs> shorts and these red chucks and, you know, big stupid red chucks. I, I actually, I'll have to find the photos for you of them. You, you'll laugh because I actually took a marker to them and renamed them Air Aikens. And I fucking, I <laughs> drew, really? I drew Nike swishes on them <laughs> and I, I fucking wrote Air Aiken on the back of them. And I used to wear them like when I was in Korea, I used to wear them when I was partying. I would wear that, that, that jacket that I have, the, yeah. the tuxedo jacket that's all autographed and bloody and stuff in the closet. Yeah. I'd wear that and a pair of sweats and those chucks, my Air Aiken chucks <laughs> when I was partying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> the whole thing was, everything about me was ridiculous in 1987 and 8. Oh. But too funny. But Speaking of ridiculous, I do have a couple weird stories I want right. to tell you later. So. All right. That's fine. Yeah. But do you want, what do you want to say? Do you have anything else to say about Tate or no? No. I mean, it was what it was. It was much better than I thought. Um, you know, like I said, the, 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 the electronic drums were interesting because the cymbals no. sounded like crap. Um. But I mean, it was way better than than most people expected, right? And and you, I I, th- I thought it was great. And you obviously got the chance to see Sons, Sons of Apollo, who we both love. Oh, dude, that show, that show was. I mean, it, see, I am getting so much more into these small shows, mm-hmm. Be- dude. Literally in the last year, year and a half, right? For less than a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and like maybe from like me to you, I've seen. Marty Friedman, sure. Sons of Apollo, and Jeff Tate. Yeah. So I mean, you're talking like world class musicians, sure. And I've I've spent not even a hundred dollars in ticket fees for that. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, the Sons of Apollo show was just like, I mean, and, and not only was it Sons of Apollo, but I mean, I mean, you're not going to give a shit about this guy, but I mean, it was Tony McAlpine. Uh, what do you mean? I'm not, I I love Tony McAlpine I mean, back in the day. Yeah. So th- that ticket was twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, McAlpine's a world class talent. Everybody on the stage at fu- in fucking Sons of Apollo is is world oh, yeah. class. I mean, yeah. Portnoy and and Bumble and yeah. um, uh, you know, Sheehan, Billy Sheehan, Sheehan yep. and and Derek Sherinian. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and even Jeff. Yeah, I mean, he's he's album perfect. Yeah, I mean, and then after the show, I'm back at the merch place because literally the capacity of this place was 335 people. Jeez, oh, I mean, like we we went. We, it was on a Saturday night. It was actually February 1st. And my buddy and I drove up on Friday night. 
and we went to the bar to get some get some dinner. Right. And then we're like, well, what are we going to do? Let, let's go. Let's you know Uber to the the venue and see what it's like. How close? Whatever. And it turns out it was real close. Which right. thank God because as you yeah. know from the show, we were walking back. <laughs> Because I called in all, all drunk drunked up from the show. Right. But, um, you know, we went Friday and there was like two people in the place <laughs> for this for this cover band that was had an awesome set list, but just were not very good. And I asked the door guy, I was like, what's, you know, what's, how many tickets have you sold for this show tomorrow? And he right. said, 327. And I said, how much does it hold? And he points over the door and the sign says capacity 335. <laughs> So I was like, oh, my God. And they sold four tickets while we were there. So it was a sold-out show. I mean, it was like assholes to elbows. And I just happened to find a spot next to the soundboard that was like five feet away from the bar, too. Okay. So once I I parked my fat ass there, I didn't have to go anywhere. You were good. Yeah, and there were people behind me, and we would pass each other drinks. I'd be like, hey, you know, can you get me this? And I bought them a couple beers for them, you know, kind of being like my waiter almost. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was like, I mean, it was album fucking perfect. Yeah, and it was it was jam packed in there. But you know, I was only like twenty or thirty feet from the stage. Right, and it was to see guys like that in that environment is just sure. I mean, like, what the fuck? And it was twenty five dollars. And then, like I say, after the show, you know, people were clearing out. Uh, Aquiles Priester was uh, or is Tony McAlpine's drummer. Right, and so back at the at the merch booth. (laughs) He's just sitting there chilling with Tony McAlpine. Right. So I ended up just sitting there, and I ended up having drinks with <laughs> with the the open. There was like a there was like a guitar instrumental guy that was an opener. It was actually really good, and I bullshitted with him, and you know got him a drink or two, and then right. I, you know, and then we we're just sitting there bullshitting about music with Tony McAlpine and Aquiles Priester. It's like how, you don't get opportunities nah. like that, and I, I the ticket was literally twenty five dollars. Yeah, that's solid, and the, and with fees it was twenty seven fifty. Yeah, and that's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good there. And so you get the like you said experiences mm-hmm. over things. It's yeah. like you can't replicate that. No, not at all. Yeah, I dropped four hundred fifty bucks for a, a pair of sixth row Sammy Hagar tickets for the show here at Blossom in August, yeah. which is fine. It's awesome, but I'm not going to just go get to hang out with Sammy and Mikey, no. you know, and take pictures and like, hey, here's my new DVD and just bullshit. Like, no. Right. It's a concert. I'm going to go. I'm going to go home. It's- mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's one of the reasons I, I decided not to go to Sammy, because I've done it, and I've yeah. partied with him. You know, Matt and I got drunk with him. Yeah. <laughs> right? At, at a show, which was awesome. Yep. I mean, it was definitely fun. Yeah. But, you know, after that, it's like, Look, I enjoyed seeing the circle when when me and you and Steph went and saw the so circle. Good. It's a great show. Not as great as hanging on the side of the stage. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was the Odeon, right? Yeah, I was at the Odeon. At I remember the that coffee break concert. Yeah, yeah. They it was so funny. He was supposed to play like four songs. He played an hour, and then the funniest part was he thought it was over. First of all, he tells him to go out and tell him that he's sick, which is a Sammy thing. Yeah, but he's never sick. He's always drunk. Yeah. So he and we were hammered. I ain't gonna lie. He had a case of of Cabo, and he he just opened the case, was handing everybody full bottles. <laughs> we were all just drinking it right out of the bottle. Right, and that shit goes down very smooth for tequila. It's only, it's the only one I can really stand. Yeah. It's probably a mental thing because I'm like, oh, it's Sammy Hagar yeah. from Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. But so we're drinking there and getting fucked up, and then Sammy's like, oh, I'm I'm sick. To make sure they know that I'm sick. And we thought he was going to play four songs. He played over an hour. And then he had to go and do another whole set. Like, yeah. he had to drive an hour and then do another two-hour set. Yep. But he did an hour, and then he, and then 
he was like, okay, the radio broadcast is done. Are you guys fucking ready for two more? Meanwhile, the radio broadcast wasn't was done. done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and they were not at all ready for a censor moment. Yeah. And they, they he just dropped an f bomb on on MMS and got a got him fined, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I, dude, I've had a I've had a lot of fun with a, with a lot of these bands, and you know, I look back at some of the some of the stories that I have, which are just fun, and and you know, I'll tell you one that I know I don't think I've ever told you. I was at a down show, and it was me and Matt. And we got there at like five o'clock in the afternoon for a down show to interview Pepper and Phil. So we get there for whatever reason, they didn't want us to, it was at the Odeon. Okay. And for whatever reason, they didn't want us to go upstairs. So they took us, you know, that, that space in the Odeon, like on the side of the stage where they stack up all of the gear. Yeah. Well, all of the gear was there for for down because it was before sound check even so it was before they even set up the stage <laughs> all the gear is jammed in this room we had about this much space you know, like yeah four feet i'm in there big as fuck yeah you got wardline there's not big you no. got philip who's fairly big at the, i mean he's a bigger guy yeah you know, he's 200 pound guy and you got pepper who's a big guy yeah we're jammed into six feet of space i'm very familiar with that room but not only are we jammed in there phil and and pep have these bottles of wine that were like i think they were like two gallon bottles they weren't even like a jug it was like a huge like if you stack two of them together five feet tall I don't know what these things were. What the hell? But they were like two gallons of wine. And there we're I'm this was right when Philip got booted officially was was booted out of Pantera. So he was a wreck. So yeah. he was wrecked. And I'm in a room two inches from his face. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like, well what do you say when they say this? And I'm reading stuff that <laughs> the diamond yeah. fits it said and i'm waiting for him to punch me and he's like Meh, i don't think you want to be asking me that question now do you <laughs> and, and and you know me i'm like yes i do yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know yes i do and pepper's trying to get involved in it and matt was trying to get him and i just wouldn't let up yeah and i was thinking in my head i was thinking man if philip punches me that'll be like the best story ever <laughs> You know, you're trying to get knocked out well, by the lead singer. I, I wasn't trying to get knocked out, but it was one of those things. We were so close to each other. He couldn't hit me hard. Yeah, there was no way he could. He couldn't wind up to hit me. The only thing he could have maybe done was hit me with this fucking jug. <laughs> just kind of pokes at you. with Yeah, it. It, it just was one of them things. But I, but then he was like, well, you know, everybody's got their opinion and, and you know, and then he mellowed out and. And we talked for a while, and then we finally were like, this is... I, I looked at those guys, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. Why can't you guys... You're, you're the fucking band. Can't you just stand in front of the stage? The doors aren't open. And they were like, yeah, why are we standing in this closet? <laughs> and we went out and stood out in front of the stage and just 
hung out in front of the stage and did the rest of the interview. But it was the dumbest thing. We were jammed in that little space. <laughs> but again, another one of those memories that, you yeah. know, who else has that? Yep. You know, it's just cool, man. I like having the memories. I don't, yeah. I don't need autographs and pictures and shit like that. Yep. You know, that's, I'll let other people have that. For sure. You guys can have that fun. It's not, <laughs> not what I need, but, ah, all right. God, we did another hour? Yeah. Holy fuck. Time for some tunes. All right, let's play some music. Let me see. What are we playing? We are going to play. What did we play already? Um, played some Queens Rex and Van Halen. Yeah. We haven't played any of that Biohazard. Haven't played what, what I else? Play I, for, I forget what else I had, I had asked for. Let's see. I don't know if I want to play any of your tunes or not right now. <laughs> of course not. Oh, we're talking about Phil Anselmo. Play some Phil Anselmo. There you go. We'll play. We'll play your Pantera tune. But first, I will annoy you immensely. Oh boy! By playing some Super Joint. Because <laughs> I know you hate Super Joint. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of that. It's like that extreme shit. I love it. I love it. So. Those of you that don't like the super heavy stuff, now would be a good time to go take a break. <laughs> Piss break. Piss break for you folks, because we are going to play something from the Caught Up in the Gears of Application release. Great album title. Uh, this is called Today or Tomorrow. It is Super Joint, exclusively here. On your classic metal show. <laughs> <laughs> 